the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome back. I am Seth Liebson. It is Friday, June 17th, as we head into hour two of our daily three-hour tour. Uh, we do this every Friday. He is the best political consultant and pollster in the business. We are delighted he is here in Arizona. He is George Kaloff, the managing partner of the Resolute Group and president at Data Orbital Consulting. George, happy Friday. How are you, sir? I am good, Seth. How are you doing? I'm doing just fine. I'm doing just fine. Uh, and then I read the news, and then things change a little <laughs> yeah, bit. I know. I know. I know. Every day, by the way. Or almost every, every hour of yeah. every day. I got to ta- yeah. Can I share? I want to get to some important stuff you've been tracking, but I got to share with you an email from a listener. Can I do this with you? This is just something yeah. else. Yeah. Seth, imagine where we might be today if after winning the election from the safety of his basement, Joe Biden had just stayed there and left everything as he found it, issue by issue. We would still probably have a small contingent in Afghanistan. The border would have been relatively quiet except for the continued progress on construction of the wall. The economy would be slowly expanding as we organically emerge from the pandemic shutdowns. Energy production would be gradually increasing as demand from a healthy economy would increase energy demand, all while preserving independence from foreign fossil fuels. We could talk about Ukraine, more inflation, illegal drug smuggling. Some say... Joe ran his campaign from his basement. But think about what would have happened if he just stayed there after the election. It'd be a whole lot better. It is inter- it's an interesting point. It's an interesting point. Sometimes you don't need to upset every single apple cart, right? Yeah. And, and, and had he, frankly, what that reminds me of is, is, you know, had he essentially not lied about every single promise that he made. Yeah. And he had not been given the opportunity to lie. Had he not gotten out of his basement, he promised to bring the country together and he yeah. divided it. Yeah. Literally, systematically, the list that you just ran down from the listener, 100% true. Yeah. He lied on almost every account for how he was going to make it better, and he has made it worse. And frankly, close to two-third majorities on almost every one of those categories, if not every one, believe in, and know that he made it worse. That is a horrible place to be if you're an incumbent president. By horrible the way, place. on that, George, thanks for putting a polling number on it. That's interesting. Um, I saw across some ticker or transom earlier this week that the Hispanic American numbers in Joe Biden are so bad right now that the Republican Party might just by default become the party of Hispanic voting America, Hispanic American voters. Is that possibly true or the case, or at least as a snapshot? Is that possibly true? I mean, look, over the case of time, I mean, this is why when people and you, you know, you and I have talked about this, you're like, oh, my God, Arizona's purpling and yeah. it's turning blue. And I said, you're looking at it in a vacuum. And look at what just happened in the Rio Grande Valley in Texas, where for the first time in 100 years, a former Democrat Latino young woman is our next congresswoman from the great state of Texas, representing as a Republican. And what did she have on her signs? Faith uh, or God, country, patriotism or parents, God, patriotism, some combination of issues that we know are important. And what are all those cultural issues? <laughs> uh, Hispanics are with us on cultural issues. And what's worse than that, by the way, with Hispanics, there was talk on Twitter that no incumbent president had lost his party's nomination, renomination, I should say, 
if their approval was above 75% within their own party. Joe Biden's is at 82. Wow. He is even dangerously close to falling under the metric wow. that historians and empirical data shows is the bar that you have to be above to get renominated by your own party. That is bad. Wow. It's worse than bad, frankly. Wow. Well, let's talk about it because they're digging in their heels on the cultural issues. Uh, I love how the Arizona Republic reported on it earlier. I think it was yesterday. Uh, Republicans are declaring the sentence in the Arizona Republic front page, I believe it was. But the sentence, I I have it uh, down pat. Uh, The Republicans in the Arizona legislature are declaring war against transgender and drag queen shows for children. We're declaring war. They do it. We respond. We're the ones declaring war. I, I just the way that they turn these things are really fascinating to me. Really, just fascinating. But and, they, yeah, go and ahead. even if war, right? Yeah. And even if a war declaration, Seth, what a more noble war than to wage war against subjecting our children to to, to drag shows, yeah. as we talked about last week, yeah. whether homo, heterosexual, yeah. whatever you want, it's the same thing. Yeah. And then they've taken it a step farther, right, with the Biden administration now deciding that they're going to be the bully in the lunchroom and take away our lunch money. I wanted to get there. Yeah, that's that's an amazing thing. So for people that don't know this, uh, I'm working off some old experience in federal education policy. But for people that don't know this, the U.S. uh, USDA has a uh, has a program that obviously uh, subvents and and helps uh, helps pay for uh, public elementary and secondary schools in the country that uh, that have a school lunch program for their you know for the children that are you know impoverished or, or you know need a, need a lunch at school and I think it applies working off old information somewhere between about eighty five and ninety five percent of our public schools the U.S. the, the U.S. Yeah. USDA is is involved in about eighty five to ninety percent of our schools in this the Biden administration is now threatening to withhold money. From those schools, if they don't, if they don't end bans or if they engage in bans on on allowing biological males into girls' bathrooms, this is an incredible thing. By the way, talk about impacting the poorest the most, right, George? Yeah, yeah. I mean, look, they're they're finding every way they can to shove these cultural wars down our throats on an issue that a majority of Americans disagree with them on, on a majority of Arizonans to the tune of about 64, 65% of the numbers served me right, disagree with them on. And now they're going to hurt those that have the least ability to be hurt on an issue that is core, the feeding of an individual. We know that's a core thing that we need to do every day to be be alive. And by the way, Seth, and I don't want to quote the number because I'm sure I'm going to butcher it. It's not just in the millions. I mean, it is a massive number. It is a Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, if you have schools get. Yeah, let's think about it for a second. You have roughly, again, working off some old information, but I think it's, it's stayed about steady. You have roughly... Uh, 50 million students, 55 million students in our elementary secondary programs. Now think about mm-hmm. 85 to 95 percent of them. That's a damn big number. That's tens of millions. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it's horrific. And, and he's once again using the power of the executive, which, by the way, they decried. Another thing where the hypocrisy just gets voters as it rightly should. Decried. Trump's use of executive orders and the beefing up of the administrative state and the and there were, I shouldn't say the administrative state sorry the, the power of the executive and then he goes and with a swoop of his pen right a swoop yep, of his pen that's what it changes is. the law because he can't get Congress to do it because that's how ineffectual he has been to then take away the lunch money of students that won't listen now of course we know attorneys general from around the country including 
uh, our, our attorney general here in Arizona have now gone to war, as, as they have, frankly, for the last year and a half. They're the first line of defense against the Biden administration because otherwise they just get to do what they want. They take the money away from these schools. These schools have no recourse, and then these schools start folding over because what are they going to do, Seth? Are they going to be faced with the decision of this or allowing children to go hungry? I mean, who, I mean, th- th- that's a that's an absolutely ridiculous decision. Again, all of this coming on the heels of the drag show in Dallas, and, and now Biden found it opportune to do this, and also on the heels of a loss at the Rio Grande, chiefly because of the cultural issues and, frankly, the misguided focus that the Democratic Party has on things that are losing issues comparative to actually solving the concerns of everyday Americans. By by the way, George, two things on that. By the way, indecency, indecency in front of children, sexual indecency in, in front of children is still a crime everywhere. That's what these things are, as is pornography, displays and burlesques to children. It, it, it's an amazing thing that when all we want to do is preserve and protect that which hundreds of years of social science have borne out, we're the one on the bad side, the wrong side of history here declaring war. We're the ones declaring war. The law is already there. We're, we're, we're just asking that it be enforced to protect our children from sexualization at an age in a, at an inappropriate age. Uh, it's an amazing thing to me how they turn the tables. The second thing, and you may not want to hear this, <laughs> George. <laughs> yeah, this may not be good for you. But the way we have politicized everything. I mean, who knew that you could weaponize the USDA, the U.S. Department of Agriculture? Who saw that one coming? The U.S. Department of Agriculture weaponized against uh, the political determination of protecting children in bathrooms from, you know, students who want to claim uh, a different uh, sex than they were born with so that they can engage in the social experiment. Who knew that USDA would be weaponized? But it's everywhere now, George. Everything is political. And look, I want you political because of what you do, but mostly every two years, mostly <laughs> it yeah, shouldn't be yeah. everywhere. C.S. Lewis said a man should think about politics the way an unhealthy man should think about medicine needed at times, not as the ordinary default of everything. Everything is now political. Everything is not political and it has made our day to day life more grueling and more grinding. And I'm not just speaking for me personally. I'm speaking about the average American met with someone yesterday. He's like, I don't know what to do with politics. I don't know what to start. He's a business executive. And he says, I'm so disheartened. I said, yeah, because no one has hope. That's right. No one has hope for what the future holds and how depressing of a state it is as as a nation, as a state, as a people to be faced with this idea that we don't have hope. Uh, because of the political grind that is forced upon us every day by the media uh, and by the world around us. Yeah, no, that's a good word. I like that that word, grind. Good good on you, George. I have to take a quick commercial break. I want to talk about um, the violence that the Democratic Party seems to want us not to think is existing, too, whether it has to do with courts uh, and their justices or pro-life pregnancy centers and churches. Can we talk a little bit about that when we come right back? Absolutely. I'm Seth Liebson. He is George Kaloff. He is the managing partner at the Resolute Group and the president at Data Orbital Consulting, dataorbital.com. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Seth Liebson Show. It's a delight to have George Kaloff with us as we do every Friday. He's the president at Data Orbital Consulting and the managing partner at the Resolute Group, the finest consultant, political consultant and pollster in the country. We're delighted he's our friend and works here. George, uh, the cultural issues, which uh, we um, 
we, we, you and I tend to think and, and have the thesis, you know, matter most at the end of the day with voters and certainly with voters who are uh, slight, who are, you know, marking themselves as undecided or independent when it comes to parties. The Democrats seem to be engaging in a um, not a slippery slope, but a black diamond downhill ski uh, ski ski slope. And I wonder if um, this refusal to acknowledge violence committed in the name of the left is going to factor in on some of this. Can I play you just a little audio? This was interesting to me. Um, the president of the United States has said nothing about the assassination attempt on on, on Brett Kavanaugh, not a word. Uh, Jen Psaki, when she was press secretary, gave a green light to the protests, illegal protests, I should add, in front of conservative justices' houses. And now we have uh, learned, despite the mainstream media's blackout on this story, that um, several dozen pro-life organizations, pregnancy centers, churches, counsel- churches, counseling organizations, have been attacked by violence with one particular group threatening more. And Nancy Pelosi was asked about this yesterday. Can I can I play this audio for you real quick? I, you, you may be familiar with it. The audience may not. Yes, yeah, please. Yeah, thank you. I'll see if we can get this here. There have been a number of attacks on, uh, on, on churches, on uh, crisis pregnancy centers. Republicans are going after Democrats for not saying anything, and they're saying that your rhetoric is contributing to these attacks on these crisis pregnancy Well, let me just say this. A woman has a right to choose, to live up to her responsibility. It's up to her, her doctor, her family, her husband, her, her significant other. Think about that, George. If someone asked you, if there was a rash of violence against abortion centers, Planned Parenthood clinics, if there was a rash of violence and, you know, McCarthy or someone like that, some Republican or pro-life activists were asked if they were going to denounce it, First of all, they wouldn't have to be asked because we've had a history with this and they're always the first to denounce it. But if they were asked to denounce it, had they not, and they said, well, we believe that a child has a right to come to term, that would be considered, and rightfully so, a green light to continue the violence. They can't denounce the damn violence. It's odd, George. It's really odd. Yeah, and, and, and the word that I had in mind as I was listening to that clip, I wanted to say disgusting, but frankly, I don't think that that carries enough weight. It's heartbreaking, and maybe even that doesn't carry enough weight. We have elected officials, not just elected officials, the leader of the Democratic caucus and the leader of the House is the speaker who is not willing to push back, not just on pregnancy centers, the Family Policy Council, an organization that just does policy work, like Center for Arizona Policy here but in Wisconsin, was firebombed the day after yep. the leak. I mean, it is absolutely and utterly ridiculous. And we know what happened, as you mentioned, with, with Justice Kavanaugh, not, by the way, what happened during his confirmation hearing when the guy was almost ripped to shreds right. and his entire um, past essentially lied about. Then now, as a, as a judge, there was an individual at 2 o'clock in the morning outside of his house uh, who wanted to, you know, who had weapons and was going to do that. Now, by the way, that weapon was a gun. No denouncement even of that, even though right. we, you know, the left wants to spend a ton of time talking about it. They are so fixated on their ability to take innocent life that they will then harm others to be able to do that that's what makes it so difficult to even 
dialogue about these issues anymore in this country, Seth, because we're not even talking about should we vote up or down. We're talking about should we condone, apparently, should we condone violence or not, or, or why won't they condone the violence or, or, or condemn the violence, I should say. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. That is a departure from how we have always conducted ourselves in this country. It reminds me of where I'm from, where we resort to political violence in the Middle East and in Lebanon when something doesn't go right. But this is the United Freaking States of America. We don't do that here. And yet they're not willing to say no. Yeah, it's almost as if this terrorism no. is their politics by other means, to borrow a phrase that, yeah, people in Lebanon are way too familiar with, unfortunately. Right, George? It's an odd thing, and the media won't cover it either, which is kind of odd. The only way you really find out about it is once in a while a U.S. senator will say something about it. Tom Cotton was putting some people on the on the, um, on the the ropes over it uh, yesterday. Uh, but... But this 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 odd thing to me is the question really that lands on your desk is, aren't they making politics impossible? The chairman of the DNC, the chairman of the DNC said a couple of months ago that the Republican Party is a party of fascism. I suppose once you are a fascist party. Let it rip. Anything goes. What would you do to a fascist, George? I'd try and take one down. Yeah, I, I just it, it's I, I I'm I mean that's the point. And then you've got groups like apparently their name is Jane's Revenge. Yeah. I hadn't heard about it until today. Right. An individual from that group is standing from the Supreme Court saying we have to go down to the streets. I'm telling you, that's the antics that we use, and I say we, yeah. the royal we, that is used in the Middle East. That's yeah. used in Lebanon. That yeah. you know, there's two contingencies after an election. It either goes your way and you're fine, or it doesn't. You go down to the streets and you burn. Right. And you raise holy hell. That's not the United States of America. And we know what happened with the BLM riots in the in the summer before the election, and nothing was said and done. Uh, now we've still been litigating, which we talked about last week, January 6th, and what happened there. And then now there's organizations that are getting firebombed, organizations that give precious care to women and silence. And I, I honestly said we, we really need to pray for the nation and pray for the day that Roe does get overturned, which is going to be in the next week or two, uh, assuming the, the leak that happened and what will come of this country and how, frankly, we have to protect ourselves as people that do the work that we do in this space. That's the place that we're in. That's the place that we're in now. Let me add to, to it. Let me let me place. let me let me add to it based on what we were talking about in our first segment, George Kaloff. This administration will deploy the US Department of Agriculture against poor students and schools in poor districts because they want to preserve women's bathrooms for women and boys' bathrooms for boys. They will deploy the USDA against those schools for that. They will not deploy the Department of Justice against Jane's revenge or have the attorney general or the speaker of the house or the president of the United States even denounce the violence that is going on and being threatened by one of their own. That's where we're at. A hundred percent. And then the FBI, after the public is just beating down their door, issues a lukewarm statement that everything is going to be taken seriously. And that was it. Yeah. No denouncement. Just every investigation is taken seriously. It's not being taken seriously by any of the individuals that you mentioned. Uh, and then again, they'll use the power of the federal government. And then they'll wonder, by the way, then they'll wonder, Seth, yeah. by the way, that when the, pendul- the pendulum swings back and Republicans back in the White House, that then we use <laughs> the administration to advance our causes. And all of a sudden we are we are heathens for doing so. <laughs> hypocrisy, That's exactly hypocrisy right. in this nation and hypocrisy of the left is what just boils people's blood. The average American is sick and tired of hypocrisy from the left, from the right, from the up, from the down. They want truth to be told. And I think they want to have the ability to be a little bit free from politics all the time, a little bit free from crisis and existential threat all the time. 
and a little bit free to be a Republican without being called a fascist and a white supremacist or a Democrat without being called. I mean, we don't call them fascists and white supremacists. They they dominate that. But I think they just want a, a fair playing ground where law and order and decency kind of matter. Decency has gone. It's gone. And it's made politics harder. It's made it much harder. George, yeah. thank you for everything, as always, including your great brain and time. Godspeed to you until next week, sir. Thanks, Seth. You betcha. I'm Seth Leapson. George Kaloff, thank you from the Resolute Group and Data Orbital. 602-508-0960. We will be right back. Welcome back to the Seth Leapson Show, portions of which are brought to you by Balance of Nature. I take it every single day. keeps my immunity, health, and energy up. It can do the same for you. It's all natural, 100% just fruits and vegetables. That all That's all it is. Blend of 16 whole fruits and 15 whole vegetables. You take it once a day, and you are good to go. Third-party tested, of course, for all kinds of impurities. As I say, 100% natural, not 99-point-something, 100%. including the capsules that they are in. Balanceofnature.com is the website. Use the discount code BALANCE for the best deal possible. Steve is in Tempe. Hello, Steve. Hi, Seth. How are you? I'm doing good. It's been a while. It has been. Yeah. I uh, just wanted to... I, I just finished listening to your guest, and I had to... It's been a while since I've had a chance to listen to the show, but uh, really interesting comments from your guest and and you, uh, of course. And I just, um, you know, I, one of the things I wanted to point out regarding Nancy Pelosi when, I mean, did you really expect her to have any other answer than the one that she I gave halfway did, day? Steve. I kind of have to tell you, I halfway did expect a different answer. You're- I halfway expected her to say, we denounce violence, we are holding, and, and pivot to January 6th, which would have been a natural thing for her to do. We denounce, yeah. we have, of course, we are holding hearings right now, holding Republicans, you know, as she would say, holding Republicans accountable for the violence they committed. There's no place for violence in America. I kind of halfway expected her to do that. I kind of did. Yeah. Yeah, but Seth, let me let me remind you of something. Think think about this. Uh, do you remember um, a time a couple of years ago when that question was asked to her, and, and her and you remember her response to that? I don't. I not off the top, but help People, me, help me out. Her response was they were talking about the violence that was taking place in. In, uh, in Baltimore, uh, and she said, in, people will do what people will do. Is that what you're talking exactly. about? There was a riot in exactly. Baltimore. Police had to evacuate. And she, being was, from I Baltimore, was, was asked by a reporter in 2020 what she had to say about the violence and the destruction of Baltimore. People, and she said, people will do what people will do, which was, of course, a green light do. for anarchy. And she now sits there wondering why people did what people did on January 6th, I suppose. Exactly. And I, I didn't expect any, any different You're right, answer from Steve. Her. The, the reminder is yep. apt. It's apt. Yep. Yeah, I just thought yep. she might have learned that lesson. She might have, yeah. I thought, learned yeah, I, that lesson, that when you green light violence for one side, you are green lighting violence, full stop, period. No question. And you know, you know that the denouncement of that violence is only going to come from her when it's people from... The let's just say the the, the hard right yeah. pushing back on, on on whatever it is that they're 
deciding to go over the line with. And I think what we're seeing right now... I mean, the, 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 the inequities are huge here. It's tremendous when you think about yeah. it. You know, what they no are question. ignoring, uh, Steve, well, I'll, I'll, I'll hold you over if we run out of time here, so don't, don't worry. This is okay. such an important point that you're raising, I think. You know, the, the inequities here are really quite incredible when you think about it. Think about January 6th during it and the day after. Not a single Republican legislator or elected official didn't denounce it in real time or the day after. Every every commentator, even during it, we have now gotten the emails from, you know, Laura Ingram and Sean Hannity and the likes of them denouncing it in real time. All of them, everyone denounced it. Everyone from Sean Hannity to Donald Trump to Andy Biggs. They all denounced it. None of them denouncing any of this. None of them. And yet Republicans and Republican leaders and average Republican voters are responsible for January 6th. It's a hell of a trick they have pulled. It's a hell of a trick they have pulled with a media that is willing to accommodate it because they want Republicans off the stage. Gone. Yeah. Yeah, and Seth, what, I do. What, I do have to take was, a quick break. You want to hold and make your yeah. point? Yeah, I, I appreciate yeah, it very much, Steve. Thank you. Let me uh, let me take the quick commercial break, and we'll bring it right back. You know, folks. Um, yeah, we'll make the point with Steve, and we have other callers on hold. We'll do it when we come right back. It is open line Friday six zero two five zero eight zero nine six zero. Don't go away. If you are looking for a remarkable and unique investment opportunity with a great return for investors, check out my friends at Y-Refi. That's Y-Refi. What they're talking about is a fixed no-load interest rate up to 10.25% return for investors, all in a collateralized, secure portfolio. Y-Refi is in the business of helping people dig out of debt the right way, paying off their debts. Y-Refi is a due diligence approved firm run by really good people. I know them. I know them well. I like them a whole heck of a lot. They are really good people. They're great people. You can be a part of this, too. Check them out at investyrefi.com. That's the word invest, the letter Y, and then R-E-F-Y.com. Or give them a call at 855-316-3087. That's 855-316-3087. Local company, you can go visit them. They won't give you a sales pitch. They'll just tell you what they're up to and let it speak for itself as they did with me. Steve is in Tempe. Uh, thank you for your patience, Steve, and for holding. Go ahead, sir. Uh, no, yeah, thanks. I appreciate you holding me over. I just wanted to add when when you were when we're talking about the hypocrisy factor. I, you know, honestly, Seth, I think we just have to recognize the fact that it, it's going to be there, and there's nothing nothing we're going to be able to do about it. I mean, we can we can call it out for what it is, and everybody gets mad. But the fact, I mean, can you imagine? You know, if if Ted Cruz had, had said, you know, over had said something over a over a Supreme Court case, and he and he yelled out, "Hey, Sotomayor, we're coming for you!" And all of a sudden, somebody showed up at Sotomayor's house with uh, with a weapon, ready to assassinate her. Can you imagine what would what what would happen to Ted Cruz and? And what would happen in that circumstance that, that obviously didn't happen to Chuck Schumer when he did the exact same thing. It's going to be there, and we just have to recognize it for what it is. Um, what worries me, Seth, and I want 
my next point that I wanted to talk to you about that I think is really important is the other night I was thinking about, you know, everybody's talking about how this red wave is coming and how in November it's just going to be this massacre and it's going to be a landslide and it's going to be a, a tidal wave tsunami uh, in our favor, which um, I don't think there's any question that, that um, to an extent that's going to happen. But what really worries me is that um, I think we're going to get, a obviously, a majority in the House. I don't think there's any question about that. But the question is, how much of a majority is it going to be, and is it really going to make a difference? Well, they and can hold the hearings for one thing. One thing they can do, even True. if the majority is slim, even if it is, Steve, they can certainly hold hearings on all this crud True. we've been talking about and publicize it and disseminate that and expose all of that, everything from Afghanistan to where we are today with the U.S. Department of Agriculture to uh, the weaponization of, um, of violence against uh, conservative uh, organizations. I mean, they can do all that. Uh, it yeah. depends also on, of course, the caliber of the majority. It seems to me, I'd love your impression of this or your, your thought on this, Steve, but it seems to me we have a more serious co uh, contingent of Republicans running. And by serious, I mean more committed to a conservative agenda than before. I think, True. I think the party has shaped up a lot over the last several years. I think uh, this phrase wartime conservatism is uh is uh what what's the word i want it's been it's been adopted accepted and and and, and uh assimilated into the republican body politic i think people now get it this is not uh this is not time for mitt romney anymore i i think people have gotten that in our party mostly true true and, i mean and, i don't know and, any republicans running for but, congress who are you know bringing in mitt romney for fundraisers let me put it that way oh yeah and and yeah, that 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 won't happen, and I agree with you. Or there. I think, I think I think I think the determination factor is is definitely there. And when you look at what's happening right now um, with you know with the inflation and with the policies that Biden has uh, is is driving that are that are just catastrophic to the to the to the economic engine of the country. That's you know regard you know starting with uh, with the gas prices and everything else. Um, I, I'm just hoping that whatever happens in November, and, 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 and I'm, I'm worried about the Senate too, Seth. I, I you know, if, if we don't, can you imagine if we don't take the Senate along with the House, what the narrative's going to be? Oh, this red wave fell, you know, yes, fell way short. You're absolutely it, right. You are absolutely right. We have to act like we're taking away talking points from them. Really, we do. No question. You bet. No question. And, and I think the, so that's going to be a that's going to be something that's going to be really important. And I I, I like Adam Laxalt in 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 uh, Nevada. Fantastic I, I really man. He's he great. Gets, He's great. He is. I really hope he gets in. Yeah. And I I believe he will. Um. I you know we really need to take that. You know who uh, his best friend is? No. In the whole wide world. You. No. You. No. 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 <laughs> In the whole wide world, his best friend is Ron DeSantis. No kidding. No kidding. Not bad, wow. huh? College roommates or something like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. That's, that's fantastic. Yeah. That's fantastic. Yeah. 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 And, and Seth, if I can make one more point sure. real quick. This is, my, um, this is my dream team of what happens to uh, the elect in the election coming up. Trump, president, and DeSantis, vice president. And 
let's stop the primaries and everything leading up to that. I think it would be great for DeSantis because he knows that Trump is going to be leaving the presidency to him in four years. So I think he would be willing to take a uh, step back and, and take that role as vice president, lead into the presidential role. I think the two of those guys would be a I machine. Think, I think, and I am. I know there's a debate on this, but I think they can't legally do it from the same state. I think. Remember when Dick Cheney had to change his registration out of Texas to run with George W. Bush? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I didn't think I about that. I think they can't do it. I know there is some debate on it, but I don't think the bulk of the weight is on the side of allowing that i think yeah something to look into when we have more time yeah that that may that may be a structural problem yeah okay yeah i didn't even think wow but i like the thinking on it you know there's 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 variations on that theme you know there's a lot of variations on that theme yeah 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 but that is the party now and and i think that is the thinking which kind of goes to my point with you and your agreement i think too which is that that, that's you know what that's that's the kind of thinking republicans want now and if it can't be that ticket then some facsimile thereon with the same kind of ideological push and strength and and puissance if you will yeah yeah and i I can't think of two more more serious guys that are that are take charge guys that will get things done and 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 put things back in, in you don't place. Th- you and, don't think you don't think uh, uh, Donald Trump has a has has lost support, right? Honestly, that side that side bothers that side bothers me. Yeah, I know, I know. Not it, not because I don't like your answer. I, it bothers me because I think a lot of people are giving it, and and it might anyway you take the point you take you take the point and i take yours thank you steve uh other callers on hold don't go away we will be right back welcome back to the seth leibson show rob hi rob how are you sir i'm fine seth how about you i'm fine thank you um couple of uh, song recommendations, well, a couple of band recommendations. I think you should do more Blood, Sweat, and Tears. Um, yeah, I need to do I more Blood, you're... Sweat, and Tears. There's no question about the fact that I need to. I agree with you 100% on that. Bill, do we have, yeah, uh, what, what do we have for Blood, Sweat, and Tears these days? We need more of it. God, they're great. Yeah. Thank oh, you. Oh, I know. Yeah, Lu- Lucretia McEvil, Go Down Gambling, you know, whatever it takes. Spinning Wheel. Yeah. You know, whatever yeah. it takes. And I'm still a big fan of the guest who was Burton coming. Um, I was just thinking the other day about great irony about grown-ups, uh, I guess primarily women, um, who uh, accuse men of uh, sexual harassment. Um, that That's bad. And then I was thinking about all the young kids in school or preschool, age three to five, who are getting sex lessons from their teachers or finding out what sexual preference the teachers are, and that's good. So I'm thinking maybe for the parents out there, what they ought to do is just start doing the nonsense out of all these people that are, you know, basically, I look at that as sexual harassment. You know, that they ought to just get out there and, you know, again, hit them in the pocketbook where it counts. You know, that's, that's 
maybe that'll get their attention. I would throw I a know. third leg onto that stool, which is all of that in the midst of not being able to define what a woman is in the first place. Well, yeah, that's that's very true. Um, you were talking earlier, uh, I think, in your first uh, the first fifteen minutes. Is what, what a semi monologue, a monologue warm up. Uh, son of monologue. I'm not sure what you call it. I usually but, do um, my monologues in the third hour now, except uh, sometimes on Fridays I do them in the first hour. So, yeah, anyone who missed my monologue uh, today can get yeah, it at 960 know, thepatriotcom We have to keep the terrorists confused, Rob. We have to keep the censors well, confused. That's yeah. Arafat yeah, never slept and, in the same house twice, right? No. And, uh, well, I'm assuming that neither you nor I are either. Um, anyway... <laughs> I, oh, I, I thought I, about it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I Let the about, record reflect for anyone who's concerned. <laughs> the, the, only, the, the thing that I, I was worried about was if you if you do a Google search of mental health facilities, of drug facilities, of, of uh, alcohol facilities, there are a ton of facilities in the Phoenix area. And yeah, I'm I'm familiar that you know churches also get involved in things like AA and so forth. But you know, it seems that they ought to get more involved with some of these. Uh, it, yeah, I, listen, you're right about all of that, Rob. And 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 um, I'll have you call back more on it when we have more time, whenever you want to. But there's a law enforcement component here with people that refuse to accept those offerings. That that that's a real problem. That's a real problem. People in the grips of uh, a mental health disorder or an addiction who refuse to take that upon themselves because they think it's a deprivation of their freedom, as they say so, from the jail prisons they've created for themselves. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.